Hello, my friend. How are you today? I have skipped one week and I'm so sorry. And I will tell you soon why I skipped one week. But first, intro. I am Nikos Balboa and this is Balboa Park. I am a trans man, Italian, living in France. I've been living here for more than 20 years. I have a teen daughter and I'm a mom. I'm a tattoo artist and I do graphic novels in Italy and in France. And in this podcast, I want to talk about the creative process as a way to self-knowledge. Welcome. So, episode 18 today, and this is very cool. I've been wanting to go back into my podcast studio, aka my bed, to record this episode and I couldn't manage to find uh, what I wanted to talk about. This week was like so full. I skipped last week recording and what I did during since the last time. I didn't sleep so much because I couldn't sleep very well and I had my daughter for three weeks in a row. I tried to stay consistent in going to the gym three times a week. And most of all, I've been watching San Remo Festival since Tuesday up until Saturday. What is San Remo? San Remo is an Italian singing contest that is going on i guess since the the 50 and it's uh, some kind of a big deal i guess in italy people ate it or loved it i must confess that i've been living in france for more than 20 years and so when i was still living in, in italy i lived in italy up my 21 years old and I couldn't care less about Sanremo, especially when I was like in my teenage years or in my early 20s. But, but, and I, uh, to be true, I used to love it when I was like 10 years old or something like this. I love to, to, to write down all the lyrics on a notebook, all the songs from Sanremo. I have this notebook to write down the lyrics. Anyway, when I migrated to France, uh, when I ca- came living here, Sanremo became some, some kind of a symbol of my attachment to Italy and watching Sanremo were like being in some kind of way still in Italy. But when I moved to France, it was back in 2001, there were no streaming and no, I didn't have internet, uh, I didn't have a smartphone or something like this, so it was very difficult to watch Sanremo without being in Italy. And during the years this has changed with with internet and I, I've been able to watch it since maybe 15 years now, a little bit more. And since few years I have this group chat that opens only during Sanremo and then it closes at the end of Sanremo and I in which I can watch the festival with my two friends in Italy Cristiano and Valentina and we 
watch Sanremo in a very serious way for each singer or band that come to sing we have to evaluate to <laughs> to put uh, grades on the song but also the outfit and the, the interpretation and it's quite a funny moment anyway it's like a, a full-time job because Sanremo starts like at 9 p.m which is for italians a very normal prime time starting time in France is not like this like often when I'm in Italy I have dinner at nine but when I'm in France life rhythm are different so I have dinner sometimes at 7 p.m so oftentimes 9 p.m is like my bedtime but for Sanremo starting time at nine and it went on and on and on for one week every night up 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. It was like madness, completely madness. So I didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, and also I had to draw and prepare for my graphic journaling class that take place once a month. You know, once a month I have this graphic journaling workshop for people who, who are subscribers and come to the Graphic Journal Club. And so I also have to prepare the class around the theme. Uh, so I didn't have too, too much time to work on my book and I felt a little bit frustrated because I also do tattoos. And so I did some tattoos and it, it was a very challenging week because I'm dreaming of taking time off to just making my book. but. This is not happening one day soon. I, I, I didn't have the time to come to record. Uh, and since I skipped one week with my ADHD, once I fall off the wagon, I felt so, so, so blocked to continue. Uh, this is like, I don't know if you are familiar with attention deficit disorder or Sometimes you can hyperfixate on something, but it, for me, as soon as I I stop doing it, like I fall off the wagon. It's like the the term, the image I have. It's like when I'm I'm hyperfixating, hyperfocusing. I'm on this speed train, and I do these things, and I go very fast, and I work too much, and I can manage to do a lot of things. The 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 proof is that. I already recorded 17 podcast episodes and I never stopped. But I skipped one week. And so when I fell off the wagon or something, I'm hyperfixating, like I fell off and the speed train of this interest goes, continue. And then I'm there on the land like, oh my, will I ever be able to go back on this train? And so I was like, oh, I can't find, it doesn't come easily, I can't find the something to say, and if I don't have something interesting to say on the podcast, why bother and why make people listen to me if I don't, I don't know what to say. So first thing first, I don't think it works like this, because for example, when I'm a fan of a podcast, I just like to meet 
with the host of this podcast in, in my mind, in my ear when I listen. And so maybe I hope that you like to listen to me talking about my creative process, but also my life related to my, my creative process. But since I had this class, graphic journaling class, last Sunday, and today we are, we are Tuesday, I wanted to talk about the theme of the class. The theme of the class was how to learn of not to care what people think, a.k.a. we don't care about what others think of us, when we are in total integrity with ourselves. But sometimes it's very difficult, especially in those times. I get I have this little PTSD uh, of something that happened to me. Maybe now it's like, I don't know, maybe one month ago. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know if you, I already talked about this, but I have this support group for trans people. Um, in La Rochelle, and there were a sort of fight between two two persons in the in the group, and so these two persons fighted, or I don't something happened, and and one of two people was like very fragile, and the other person was like. Uh, try to cancel these people around things that were completely made up. And it was very difficult because uh, it creates a very strange mood and we had to intervene at an intervention like me, but also especially the charity I'm working for. Uh, like the, the boss of this charity had to came and say, okay, this is not the way this charity works. And it was very, very strange. And since then, I'm, I've got a little bit of PTSD of cancel culture. People who know me knows that I, for me, it's like nonsense. For me, it's also like, I, maybe I will not consume uh, shows or books or things from the past to learn about what's happening today, but for no reason I would like to go and cancel something for, for not being in the value of the modern days. Like, it's completely strange to do this. And especially when people try to cancel other people, like... What the fuck are you doing? And like, despite those those people who, who did this cancel propaganda around this person in the group, a person who were very fragile and uh, had just attempted suicide, and it was a very, very fucked up thing. And for me, it's way more deceiving when this comes from queer people, like from a queer community that maybe we have to stick together and we have to start to listen. And for people who are like engaged in, you know, activism or politics. And so they, they are all about for the ceasefire. And me too, I, I am all about this because what's happening, it's like 
disgusting, but especially because what I think that happen, that's happening in Gaza, it's disgusting. So I guess that everybody should be on the same page about war. War is not good, so from every angle, war sucks, okay? But so, since I believe that from every angle, war sucks, why shouldn't I support people who want to cancel people? What the fuck? I mean, this got me so disgusted. Uh, we don't want war, we don't want, uh, you know, we want the ceasefire, but how can we want this when we are unable to be at peace with the people that is in front of us, our neighbors? And this is a good example because in, I hate my upstairs neighbor, but don't tell them. Um, and so I guess that nobody's perfect and like it's difficult to be pure and benevolent and ethic, but it's very important to see it. Like I hate my neighbors, but maybe they struck a chord to something I believe about myself. You know, I'm not going around try to cancel my, my neighbors. I'm going to make it up inside my mind, inside my heart. Anyway, I was talking about the class and, and about the idea I had, because the, the class was about don't care about what other people think of you and be while being authentic and having integrity and don't have fear of judgment from outside. Because it's all about this. When we are so afraid of being judged, but probably what we are going to do is that we are going to judge. We are going to fuck that people and try to cancel them because in this way, maybe we can hide what we want to hide about ourselves. So for me, somebody that got so little empathic and tried to cancel anyone, but also like that, for me, even if you are in prison, because you are a killer, you are a rapist, or I don't know, even those kind of scum, <laughs> but deserve empathy and deserve compassion. This is my way of fucking living. Like, it's so important for me, this, that there is no standing for the victims, and I'm quoting with my finger, by becoming the perpetrator of violence. You can't do this. You can't fight for peace. If you fight, you are not at peace. And so, in this class, we, we, in this graphic journal class, we did this exercise in which we, we did a list. Maybe you can try to do it. Make a list of all your outer self um, quality or not quality or things like a list of how you present to the world like uh, maybe you are things that people could say about you maybe you know like uh, people say about you that you are funny that you are gentle or that you are lazy or and then you present yourself as a, a benevolent pe person or uh, intelligent and cultivate uh, and 
you are uh, a person like you love doing things for other people uh, and helping out and all these things. Make a list. You can post this podcast. And then what you're going to do on the other side of your page or whatever you did it, you are going to take a list of your inner self, your inner hidden personality. What does it mean? All those things that you you feel you are, all those things that you hide about yourself, all those things that you are afraid of people seeing, and then you can check them out and see if there is some things that are on the outer self and on the inner self at the same time. Maybe in those regions of your life, you have integrity. Even though if they are like uncomfortable things, like I'm lazy or I don't know, I'm, I don't know. Um, But it's very interesting to do this kind of exercise what we project outside often also go deep inside. And when we project light, maybe inside we have some shadows to go address. And this kind of exercise, uh, I, re- I remember doing it with uh, my, my friend uh, Onami. Uh, and she, she had this, this book called Fuckless on Amazon. Maybe I will put some link in the show notes. And she has a, a podcast which is very funny because it's, it's called The Intuitor. And like she talks about pop culture, but actually she uses it to, call, to talk about deep level spirituality. It's, it's, it's quite fun. I like to, to hear her talk uh, a Capricorn. No? <laughs> Anyway, so I was talking about this. So we did this, so those kind of exercise at the class last one hour and a half. And I will put in the show notes the way if you want to go take this class and work around your fear about of being judged, what the worst case scenario, what people can say about you that you need to, to hide so badly. Why? What are those things you are, you are afraid of getting cancelled for, for example? And then in the class, we worked around cutting those emotional cords. And it was very, for me, it was funny, also relieving. You know, I always say this, I prepare the class that I need to take. Because like with one class a month, like one workshop a month, and then we had, we had one draw together gathering a month. It takes a lot of team in a lot of like fantasy to, to put down classes. So what I do is like, okay, what do I need? And those days I needed this kind of class because I needed to fucking cut those emotional, emotional cord with those entitled, woke, queer, not so benevolent, Luckily, small percentage of people in this in this group, and I needed to to address all this. I needed to address the worst case scenario. Anyway, I'm so happy that now what I can do is like on the Patreon page, each workshop can be available as just one of a kind. You can come to, on Patreon and just subscribe and be part of the group. But maybe if you don't care, you can just cherry pick those workshops that 
appeals to your soul and that uh, you feel called to because you have to heal something while having fun and drawing. And it's important because this kind of, like I created this workshop because I needed to address and see and heal those things that happen. But actually this is very useful also in your artist's life. Like if you struggle to find your, uh, and I'm quoting with my finger, style, then you will realize that there is no style. So you, there is you playing with what you do, with what you would like to experiment, and then there is yourself. And as we say, there is, you know, this, we always say there is only one like you, so you only can create as yourself. Yes, but if you don't know who you are, if you don't know which part of you it's like the more as as more integrity, it can be difficult, and also it can. I see a lot of people struggle with. I have to reveal the true me. A lot of artists, but also in the spiritual world, there are a lot of people that get stuck on this. I have to do what resonates with me, with the real me, with the real me, who is me, uh, my true self. But all of this is just like the mind. When you try to make sense of who you are with your mind, I guess you are, you are fucked. <laughs> and also, there is nothing wrong in experimenting styles, especially when you work on it, or especially also when, like in life, it, there is nothing wrong wrong in experimenting with identities and things you want to try to be. But as long as you know it's a game, and then if you want to feel good, if you want to feel at peace, you have to come back once in a while to this part that is not project outside and that is not mind chapter. Um, for example, for me, what I do in, the, in those days, like the only drawing I did uh, in addiction to the, to the tattoos, uh, but the tattoos weren't very creative. I like to sit down and draw and paint with no purpose or at least even there is a purpose, like if I'm, if I'm preparing an, an exhibition. Anyway, I know that what I do may or may not end up on the wall. And it's just like, can I enjoy this moment of doing this? Can I enjoy a moment in which I'm neutral, in which I'm not acting, projecting, being, trying to be, uh, or I'm not like passive and... Uh, learning or proving myself or something like this, but just being in a state of flow and enjoying the act of drawing. Okay, I hope that I that you didn't miss me too much. Let me know if you are enjoying this podcast by leaving a review honest review or five star if you can or you can if you are not uh, subscribed to my newsletter my newsletter is on substack and yeah you can 
leave me a comment or a message to give me a feedback about this episode. And if you are stumbling here by chance, by like a, a game of destiny, please consider subscribing to be notified with each new weekly episode in your email. Because in the email, often I put some more content with like image and links and things like this. Well, actually, the links, maybe they are also in the show notes. But anyway, thank you for listening and see you next. See you, not see you, but talk to you next week. Bye-bye.